Welcome to the Naturopathic Life and Living Podcast. This is your host, Dr. Francis, where I'm going to be talking about all kinds of things underneath the sun, everything that has to do with life, living, and your healthcare. So today I want to talk about family. That is a broad, open subject and topic. Many different types of family exist, and all of them are just as valid as any other kind because that's who we are and that's what we have. Family can be comprised of what's made for you and what you make for yourself. So there are genetic families, there are environmental families, and there are soul families. There are those certain people that you meet and you feel such a strong connection with them that you know that this is my family. This person is a part of my own soul. This person connects so strongly with me. We're the same. That's one kind of family. There's another kind of family that is the family that you grow up in, whether you're in foster care, whether your parents are your biological parents, whether your caregivers are your parents, whether they're extended family, whether they're people that took you in because you were adopted. There's all different kinds of family. And this whole year has shown me at least we are so much more than our physicality. There's so much more than what meets the eye. There's so much more in the world than what people can see with their eyes. Even just saying that, like, what do you see? Well, it could literally be visually what's in front of you and that you can recognize the differences of the way that the light hits on them and you can see shapes and objects and things like that. It also can mean, what do you think? What do you feel? What are you aware of? What can you imagine? What can you create? See, all of these things are what can you see? It's like, what are you experiencing? What kind of ways are you aware of something that pretty much encompasses what do you see? And so what do you see? Well, that's based on your experiences. It's based on what you're taught. It's based on what you know. And if you were taught that the only thing that actually exists is stuff that you see, well, then how does that come into play with what you feel or what you think? Or there's all different kinds of things there. With technology and everything being on the internet and even our connections and our meetings and our work and our phone calls and all kinds of other things being in this digital visual age, there's all different kinds of changes of understanding in what's real and what reality is. Because before our connections were more personal in person. Now our personal connections are via computer. So we're using technology to be able to connect and it's going more from the body, which is the 3D, right? The physical to a 5D. And what does that mean? It means you're more spiritual. It's more of the unseen. It's more of the not in hardcore materialistic shape that doesn't make anything less real. It doesn't make it any less fulfilling of an experience because there are so many ways that we can experience life more than beyond being awake in the physical. Now we can wake up to the realization that the spiritual aspect of life is very real. And spiritual just means not physical. So if it's not in the physical, but it still is something that exists, it's spiritual, it's in spirit, it's in essence. And so why does this matter at this time of year? Because these are the holidays. We just had the winter solstice. We have all of these different things that are going on that are moving us into the darker parts of planetary sunlight, depending on where you are, shorter days, things like that. All of these different things, the Earth's rotations, the way the planet is rotating around the sun, 
the way that it is rotating on its axis, the way that we're bypassing other planets along the way, all of these things in outer space, we're recognizing that space is abundant and this is the time to be able to let go of all of those fears of scarcity because if we don't have it directly next to us and in front of us, then it doesn't exist. Well, we know that's not true because we've been able to connect to people on the other side of the world, which we previously never were able to do. So if you can't see it, if it wasn't something that you could touch and you could feel it didn't exist and technology has brought us beyond the point of understanding that that's not true. Just because you can't touch something or you can't touch someone doesn't mean that you can't feel them. It doesn't mean that you can't experience them. It doesn't mean that their essence isn't there. It doesn't mean that they're not real. It doesn't mean that they cannot have an effect on you and you cannot have an effect on them. So if there's anything that all of this year has taught us that this year of 2020 of perfect vision has been able to show us that you don't have to be in the material in order to be able to be something substantial that exists. And that brings me into family. So I'm going to bring it back around and talk about family because family for me is that essence of who you are and how you connect with somebody. And if you're totally incredibly amazingly lucky, those people in your environment that was created for you, you also are able to connect with in that spiritual essence way of your soul family. But it doesn't have to be. And if it's not there, you don't have to force yourself to pretend that it is there. Because the most important thing, the most important benefit, the most important aspect of life is to be able to be your authentic original self. That is my goal and purpose, is for everybody to be able to be recognized as who they actually are. And how is anybody going to be able to show anybody who they actually are unless they're willing to be themselves? Because if who you show somebody you are isn't who you actually are, then they are not going to actually know how to see you in your true form because you're hiding it from them. Another aspect that I think is really important at this time of year is what's important to you? What are your values? Is it something that you were taught that you don't agree with and you don't believe in? Is it something that you just blindly accepted? My daughter was just telling me I should do this podcast talking about Santa Claus because what is Santa Claus and what does all of that mean and what is that taught society about boundaries and expectations and the truth of existence and where things come from and how to value motivation and being able to achieve things yourself and recognition for what you bring to those that you care about and all of that. I never taught my kids that Santa Claus was a real guy who came down the chimney and gave them what they wanted, that they only told him and their secrets. And I got a lot of backlash, a lot of backlash. Now, mind you, this was 20 plus years ago. I got a lot of backlash. I had people that were friends of mine no longer talking anymore, but I had people that were friends of mine that harassed the crap out of me because it was so important to them to have this belief in Santa Claus. And I don't think that's quite functional. To me, it didn't actually teach what I believed was what I felt was what I wanted my children to be able to understand. We still went out and put the reindeer food on the ground. We went outside with the sparkles and the oatmeal flakes so the moonlight would hit the glitter and sparkle because it was supposed to be for the reindeers could find our house to be able to bring them their gifts. They knew that I was the one that bought their things for them. They knew that I was the one that provided for them. That didn't steal away any of the magic. It actually taught them responsibility and it taught them so many things. It taught them that they could believe in fantasies, that they could have an imagination, and that the reality was that in order for anything to actually get accomplished, you have to be the one who gets up and does it for yourself. And that could be in remembrance of what somebody else did. And it doesn't necessarily have to be for the point and purpose of getting recognition for 
are doing it. There are amazing ways to benefit other people and it can still be anonymous. And we did all kinds of things where we gathered supplies and we helped wrap them and we donated them and we'd give food to people that didn't have as much as we did, which we regularly do and different things like that. But what it didn't teach them was that it was okay to lie sometimes if it suited somebody else's needs. What it didn't teach them is that there was a hierarchy in truth telling. What it didn't teach them is that your dreams are actually lies that are unattainable. It did not teach them that their mom was a liar that made them believe in something that wasn't real. What it did teach them is that if you want something, you need to work towards it and you need to put forth an effort to be able to let other people know what matters to you and what you would like to achieve, what you would like to receive. And that awareness gives other people the opportunity to provide for you. What it did show them is that regardless of what anybody else thinks or says or does, their mama was always going to tell them the truth. Their mama was always going to be authentic. Their mama was always going to be real. Without judgment, their mama was going to unconditionally teach them about life, about experiencing humanity, and that helping and providing for other people the way that they want it and the way that they need it because that's something that feels good. That's what they do. Now, how does this come into play in anything else? Connecting it back to family, connecting it back to being authentic, connecting it back to what's real, connecting it back to the time of year right now. Some places are in total darkness and they're not going to have sunlight for a while again. Lots of places are getting cold. Lots of places have already had a lot of snow. It's the time of the year for many people of shutting down, of going within, of contraction. It's a time of resting to be able to rejuvenate, to be able to get rid of and let go of things that are no longer serving of us. It's the time for certain things to end and to die. And it's okay. That's okay to have our life cycle. And it's okay for something to end because then that means there's the opportunity for something else to begin or to renew or to reconnect again, which is what typically people do on the holidays. Now, the problem with that is that it's not a joyous occasion for everybody. Those reconnecting times are not things they look forward to. Why? Well, because there's a lot of lies, because there's a lot of faking. There's a lot of covering things up for the benefit of something else. There's a lot of pretending there's joy and magic when people know that there actually isn't, or else they actually don't connect on the physical level and they haven't been able to connect on the physical level with their friends and family members because those people are no longer here. And I'm here to say, hopefully, after everything that's happened this year, that you're able to recognize that it's possible to feel and to experience and to remember and to have all of those aspects of life, of experiences that you used to have, to be able to recognize that yeah, some things ended and things changed, but that doesn't mean that those experiences are gone. It doesn't mean that the love from the past doesn't continue. It doesn't mean that you're no longer capable of being exposed to what you used to be exposed to that used to make you feel so fucking awesome. Now, maybe it's not going to be in the physical, but the physical is just one way to experience life. We have our mind, our body, our heart, and our soul. The physical is just the material way that humanity has been focused on for so long. It's only one aspect of life. It's only one aspect. And if anything this year, materialism for me has really blatantly been shoved in our faces about how unnecessary it actually is. Sure, we need certain things, but do you really need to live in a throwaway society where you're constantly having to replace things? Do you really need 
need to fill up your homes with 50 million thousand little things that we just buy because we can when you don't have the means to be able to do that stuff anymore and it stops you from being able to do that stuff does it kind of change perspective on how necessary those things actually are and to be able to focus on other things that aren't material to be able to focus on the thoughts and the emotions and the deep-seated rooted desires of your soul as long as we still feel and as long as we still remember that experience is not over that experience isn't gone the way you've experienced it from the past is definitely different if say that person is no longer alive that you want to be able to hug and you can't well talking to somebody through the internet on the other side of the world we can't really hug them can we but that doesn't mean that they're gone like out of sight out of mind no they still exist when we hit leave meeting does that mean that that person no longer exists just because we can't see them anymore no we still exist when we shut down the phone when we turn off that video call we're still there just like they are what you pay attention to is what's real for you once you realize that it's different well then it's different but i'm saying how much do you have to let it be different do you have to have the scarcity mindset of this experience is done and over with because as long as you have memory as long as you have that limbic loop i mean talk to anybody who has ptsd and they'll tell you no this shit's real yeah maybe it ended 20 years ago in their environmental reality of physicality but yeah that memory loop keeps going back and back and back and back why because their bodies remember their emotions remember our minds remember it's real it's fucking real and then we get the amazing gift of the memory and the experience and the exposure of oh my gosh that's what grandma smelled like i was hanging curtains yesterday and it smelled like my mother it smelled like my mother's house my mother died 13 years ago those curtains have been washed multiple times there is no reason why those curtains should have smelled like my mother's house but they did and i wasn't the only one that smelled them i wasn't even the first one who smelled them but it was there and it was real so that's creation that's manifestation that's how you get what you want is you make it real you make it real that involves all aspects of living in reality mind body, heart, soul. You crave it. You see it. You think about it. You feel it. And then you take the steps to be able to get it. Whether that means telling your mom or your dad or your friends or your relatives, this is what I want. This is what would make me happy. This is what I want to do. And then that gives them the opportunity to be able to get it for you. Put your intentions out there. Put your intentions out there. Go into yourself. Take this time of a global pause to be able to really evaluate how you feel, what you think, what you desire, who you really are, and then express that. And then when you show people who you really are, then they can see you. Then they will know you. Then they will be able to receive the gift of your presence. And that is something I wished my mom understood. I wished my mom understood that the most important special gift that she could have ever given me wasn't a materialistic thing that she could give me in a box, but it was the gift of her presence. Maybe she couldn't do it before. Maybe she didn't understand it before. Maybe she was shaped so strongly in the mindset of if you can't feel it and it's not in your hand and it's not this materialistic thing, it's not real. Maybe. Well, now she passed on 13 years ago. For me, yesterday, she gave me the gift of her presence because I could smell her house. Yesterday, she gave me the gift of her presence because I could smell her house. And there's no reason, logically, that I should have been able in this materialistic world to smell her house. That house has not existed for over 13 years. Her curtains from that house have not been in that house in that environment with those perfumes in over 13 years and they've been washed many times. But yet yesterday at this 
time of year, with all of these things happening, there was massive proof that life is more than the materialistic world. And when we no longer are able to experience what we used to experience the same way that we used to, it doesn't mean it's gone. It means it exists in a different way. And it can because we exist multidimensionally. And that is what I hope for people to take out of this time. Happy holidays, everybody. All right, everybody, that ends our episode for today. I hope you were able to get some helpful information to be able to live more naturally. So if you like what I had to say today and you found it beneficial or helpful, please go ahead and share. And if there's anything going on where you need to find a naturopathic doctor or for any reason you need somebody to talk to, please go ahead and call me at 586-405-7618. Or you can find me online at canassist.me. That's C-A-N-N-A-S-S-I-S-T dot M-E. This is Dr. Francis saying, Enjoy, have fun, and until next time, peace.